I V M I V M Hey everyone this is your daily dose of everything that's happening in the world of NBA I am Monish and joining me as he does always is Nishant and you're listening to The Airball Diaries Happy New Year to everyone. I uh, hope you started wow. the New Year as well as you ended the last year. We had a great bunch of games over the weekend. DeMar DeRozan being the highlight. Mm. Two consecutive buzzer beaters on two consecutive days. The first player ever to do that. And guess what? He did it in two different years. He did the first one in 2021 and the second bah. one in 2022. Wow. <laughs> oh, this is like all those damn dominoes orders where people place orders before midnight. And then, hey, I placed this order last year. What took you so long? Hey, two Fuck. more records. Josh Giddy became the youngest ever triple-double yep. holder now. Mm. Something to talk about. But one stat really blew my mind off. LeBron James is now the <laughs> oldest and the youngest player to average 25 points per game in a season. Amazing. We have tons of stuff to talk about. Let's get started. Whether you're an established sports person or a budding one or simply a sports enthusiast, join us, Tanvi and Shlok. We are two passionate pro badminton players talking policy, mindset and everything sport. So tune in to the Millennial Athlete every Monday only on the IVM Podcast Network. Trust us, it's going to be lit. All right, on today's episode, um I want to talk about teams that have tried building a championship caliber roster. They tried for multiple years, put together a good team and eventually fell short. Right? And they still are stuck with the roster. Now what do they do from there? And I'm not I can think of episode is this the game? Yeah I was actually thinking of the Clippers when it came to this I could think of the Boston Celtics when they came yeah, to this because yeah. they reached finals right and they've seven, not really gone seven. all the way and now they're kind of stuck Yeah but uh, two teams I really want to focus on today is the Portland Trail Blazers because they did reach the Western Conference Finals once with this roster almost Dame and CJ McCollum and the Utah Jazz who didn't even reach the Western Conference Final but are you could say a championship or a conference finalist caliber team at least they fell short last season but they were almost there Okay um let's start off with the portland there when did this roster building began for them, begin for them it started when they drafted dame lillard yep. in 2012 much, right? and much. the following year they drafted cj mccollum as well but uh, look at their records since then 2015 16 is when they really put on the first run uh, they mm. lost in the second round to the warriors 2017 18 i think was a big year they had a great chance they got beat by anthony davis and drew holiday by the pelicans <laughs> 2018 19 uh, big year they beat paul george in the first round that Uh, goodbye, Paul George. Dame Lillard shot, iconic shot. They beat the hey, Nuggets. They beat, a... Show some respect. They had Westbrook also on that team. <laughs> the fuck. Well, Paul George was the guy. The ball yeah, went yeah, over, yeah. so you remember that. Yeah. And then they beat the Nuggets and they reached the conference finals. But mm. the conference finals were disappointing. They got swept by the Warriors. It's unfair that they landed up in the conference with the Warriors, right? Yeah, but I mean that's sweep. Right. I mean, come on. At least the yeah, Rockets that's, took that's... them to seven games at least. The Warriors. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then was a the bubble year, which they had a very disappointing uh, season until then. They somehow made the play and beat the Memphis Grizzlies, reached the playoffs. lost in 5 against the lakers uh, no contest there last season again they struggled it was pretty much a repeat of the bubble season but lost in the first round to the denver nuggets and this season they've had a bunch of uh, on field off field happenings everywhere right first yeah, of all the yeah. dame lillard rumors have gotten louder and louder the head coach got fired the gm got fired now you have a new head coach this is first season yeah. and dame lillard says that he wants to be a part of the solution but there's no solution in sight CJ McCollum's now injured they're in 11th 12th in the western conference nobody even cares anymore 
has this experiment not experiment you couldn't call it experiment has this uh, roster building for portland and their effort finally should they call <clears> it an end to it and rebuild the whole thing yeah and end to what they started something i don't think they made any progress i think them going to the finals it just happened i don't think uh, <laughs> they put down a timeline and said we want to build a chipping squad by this time they mm-hmm. just so happened to have drafted Lillard, uh, who was pretty high up, uh, not yep, not like a lot, yeah, not a lottery pick. Yeah, so I was not a lottery pick, but pretty high up. Uh, McCollum was also a decently high Tenth high pick. pick yeah. That that you know they would have some hopes that this is a top ten mm-hmm. backcourt. Let's you know let's build around this. But I don't think even then they had any. Um, like the Warriors, once they realized what Stephen Clay could do, were were very clear that they're not going to build a championship squad. Uh, they were putting the right pieces around them. They got Draymond. They were uh, they acquired uh, Bogut and whoever else they had, and Iggy was the final piece. Um, it was a nice team. Uh, they put up uh, they put up a good team, and but it was clearly with the motive of here was a timeline, and we want to chase for the championship. I don't think Portland at any point publicly for sure uh, they didn't announce this, and I don't think they seemed that purposeful either. They mm-hmm. got two good draft picks. They made two excellent choices. They got a very nice. Uh, dare I say, upper crust backcourt. But that's mm-hmm. it. Like, what have they done since? Like, what have they done to build around that? Nurkic is your next best thing in in the last I don't know, five six years. They're not really. They got an old mellow. They added a bunch of old players, Covington, mm-hmm. Ariza, mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. But nothing to the first semblance of any kind of ambition was when they traded for Powell, who's not a superstar name by any stretch, but right. it was supposed to be this three guard combo. Where at any point there are two guards that can get their own shot on the court. It's mm-hmm. nice in theory. It didn't work out at all. Um, they were never never able to fix their defensive frailties. They've consistently been one of the worst defensive units in the league. The superstar doesn't defend. That's no surprise. Steph Curry doesn't do much of that either. James Harden. All of these guys are not very high defensive effort folks. Uh, but then what about the rest of the team? Like Nurkic mm-hmm. gives you some body, some presence when fit, but he's injury prone. Um, right. uh, they had a few other uh, centers. They had Whiteside, etc. They couldn't make that work. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted to build a three and D team, and the one real three pointer they found in years, they traded away. And, and so I don't know. I just don't. I don't get what their plan is. So when when they say scrap it up and restart, my f- impulsive reaction is scrap up what? There, this was scrap for long. <laughs> it just happened that this team went to the finals on the brilliance of Dame Lillard and backed up by. Uh, CJ once and they made a couple of playoff runs, but this was never a thing. Utah at least had something going, have something going. Portland mm-hmm. was never a thing for me. So can we establish that uh, CJ and Dame together are not going to win or come anywhere close to winning yeah, anything? Hundred percent. I don't think right. So that you to. then you break that up. I mean, it's either yeah. CJ has to go, you get in a different support player, or you give Dame away and build with multiple pieces, right? Which is the way, which is the approach you think would work for Portland there? Yeah, so the cold the cold decision would be to give a Dame because you get so much more in return. But I mean, he has given so much of his life to that franchise, and the franchise mm-hmm. owes so much to him that it has to be done respectfully. It has to be something like say how the Lowry uh, mm-hmm. Toronto Raptors parting right. happened, where both parties sat down, they discussed, and they were genuinely interested in making sure each each one's interests were covered. That was an excellent yeah. example of how to handle it, and. For long now, the Toronto front office has been uh, has been a model of how things should should work in the NBA. So if they can pull off something like this, okay. But then Portland has their own problems up there also um, in the front office and ownership uh, department. I would say give give Dame away uh, uh, so long as he's inclined to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 
to find a win-win, to find a situation where you know he can go be a part of some chip-winning unit, or or an, or a very high-performance franchise at the very least, and Portland get enough in return that they're they're covered or they can start building another iteration of whatever squad it is they want to build. I think that would be the sensible thing to do because giving away McCollum, what are you going to get? Uh, some more misery for Dame Lillard. That's that's all. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to mm-hmm. happen. So, Maybe they should shore up their defense by giving away McCollum. You already have Norman Powell. You've given him an extension, in fact. So you do want to try the Norman Powell and Dame Lillard, but McCollum is probably the liability there. Probably get a better defender, a three and D guy, play Powell at the two guard, and something like that. Yeah, but that's an inferior unit. They'll defend a little better, but attack wise they're screwed because McCollum is right right up there. Mm-hmm. Um, he is he's a tier two guard for me. Uh, for all his heroics, I'd put McCollum alongside Jamal Murray. Though I think Murray has more talent based on what we've seen right now. McCallum's up there. He's sure. done it in the playoffs okay. also. So, uh, you know, right now, at this stage right now, he's ahead of a lot of these young upcoming guards. Um, I don't think Powell and Lillard is the answer to any question. If this were Jeopardy, it would just be a big blank slate. If this was the answer, there is no question. <laughs> I think I think the best thing for both for all parties would be for Dame to agree to go to a, a much, much better situation. Uh, you know, possibly like a Westbrook for Dame Lillard trade, I think would be an excellent trade for all uh, <laughs> for all parties. Uh, Here's a trade uh, scenario that I heard on don't say some Simmons, podcast. Don't say Simmons, or... don't say Simmons, don't say Simmons. No, 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 no. Ben Simmons is not coming, but as a part of this trade, okay? It's a three-team okay. trade scenario. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, CJ McCollum goes to Philadelphia 76ers. There you go. Ben Simmons goes to there the Mavs. Go. <laughs> ben Simmons goes to the Mavs and Portland get uh, Porzingis in return. How do you see that? Port- uh, Dame, Lillard. Dame Lillard with Porzingis? <laughs> no, no. It'll be Nakic with Porzingis in the hospital. It'll be Dame Lillard alone on the court. Listen, it's not nothing. Porzingis when fit is a when fit is a monster. I, I he's having a good year, in fact, so far. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but no, when he's fit, he's amazing. And right now, without Luca, everyone in Dallas is having a good year because they're all getting the ball, right? So, <laughs> I mean, Brunson is balling out in his contract year. Porzingis is putting up big numbers like mid 30s yep. points, 18, 20 rebounds. Um, I love that. If fit, a he, he uh, you know, exponentially pushes up their defense. Though after his spate of injuries last season, he's not quite been the same defender. But whatever version of Porzingis they get on defense will be a gigantic leap over what they have with Nurkic and all of the other guys right now, right? And and he's a stretch pick. Legit. Yeah, then you can shoot. flip Nurkic on for whoever you want to fill in the rest of the squad. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, then you can get your uh, three and D guys at, at the wing, maybe even the four. Get uh, find yourself a Robert Hari uh, mold mm-hmm. player, mm-hmm. and that's a squad. That's a fun squad. That's uh, they can give a fair few squads a run for their money. That I would like because they also have Norman Powell. Um, they can find a three and four that they think fit the bill. Um, and there'll be a bunch of them, by the way. Bridges will be out of contract at the end of the season. So the, it's it's mm-hmm. an interesting market for, for Wings next year. Um, and uh, they've got their big plus, their defense. The bunch plus of guys, they'll get in Jay Crowder. He, he yeah. is kind of a guaranteed finalist, right? Wherever he goes, he takes that team to the final because that's the kind of character you want in a team that really um, no, for goes sure, deep for sure. the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bridges also. Bridges is out of a contract. Um, somebody else who's coming up. I forgot. There's another Wing who, who runs out of a contract this season. Whatever, it's going to be an interesting uh, wing situation developing. Um, so, so I think that that move I like. That move I like. Only question is, where is that send Ben Simmons again? Maps. Maps. Yeah, Ben Simmons e- along yikes. with Luca. Yikes. 
Well, someone Luca can share his ball handling duties with someone. Uh, ben Simmons can do that. You don't really uh, need a scorer when Luca is doing all the scoring. I so. don't think Luca wants to share the ball. That's the problem. I think he's a very <laughs> possession-heavy player. Um, a bit like Westbrook in that regard. If you want to go back a, f- a little while, maybe a Kobe, but uh, he shares when he wants to. But it shouldn't be compulsive. <laughs> like he'll get you those tennises, but it shouldn't be compulsive. It shouldn't be by design that the play starts without the ball in his hands. Ball is in his hands. He figures out whether he goes for a shot or he passes it off. All right. That, so that was the Portland. Let's hmm. move on to the. It kind of is a no win. That's an out there trade. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I mean. No, I, I mean, really that, see... that trade sounds like, but why would Dallas do that trade also? Because, okay, they, they get Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons. No, but they now they have Simmons. a huge vacuum at the five. Who do they bring in? Mm-hmm. The league, anyone who's, who's playing get fantasy. Nurkic. I mean, as yes. part of the same deal. Okay, relax. So, anyone who's, <laughs> anyone who's playing fantasy basketball would know this. If you're playing in a league with at least mm-hmm. 10 teams and you're playing a draft format, which means mm-hmm. each player can only be won by one team, right? There's no repeat selections. You will know that... There is such an obscene dearth of centers mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. There are like four scoring centers and everyone else struggles, <laughs> right? There's like, it's garbage. You're better off picking a 3ND guy who starts or plays like 10 minutes off the bench is better than a starting center on most teams in terms of points yep. scored. There is a yep. huge shortage of centers. So giving up a working 3ND 7-foot-3 center that actually defends that's a problem, regardless of his fitness. If you give him up, you you better as fuck get, get great value in return. Ben Simmons is incredibly volatile. Dallas have had enough personnel issues. Uh, they have one with Luca right now, by the way, which is going to be interesting to see how they solve. I, I don't think you know this thing makes a lot of sense for, for the Mavs, for me. Okay. How about, I, I'll give you another box of his trade. How about they flip posing is give up something extra in return and get embedded from, from VD? Poor thing is, and they can get Nurkic from Portland apparently. Oh, wow. Nurkic for Ben Simmons. So how about that? Hey, it's been another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On this year in special, thank fast Varun and Suchita give their predictions on what lies ahead for the world of business and startups in 2022. We have Manjima Chatterjee with us on Audio Gyan. She is a drama explorer and educator. Gidar and Manjima talk about the new education policy, Bengali plays, and a whole lot more. On a cock and bull episode of Cyrus Says, Antrish and I join Cyrus to discuss New Year resolutions, no restaurant food for cops, and COVID self-tests. On all things policy, the Takshashila folk discuss major events and trends in the tech policy space and their expectations for 2022. On Simplified, the gang looks back at how the last 12 months have passed for them personally. Do follow us on social media where IVM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. If you're enjoying this show or any of our other shows for that matter, do tell a friend. The word of mouth absolutely is essential to us. Don't forget to rate us on any other platforms that you've been listening to. And also, I'd like to ask everybody to check us out on YouTube. We have a number of channels going. You can find all of them on ivmpodcast.com slash YouTube. And finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Cred, Bank of Baroda, CoinSwitch, Kuber, and Intel. Thank you so much for making this possible. Yeah. All right. So it doesn't look like Portland has anything great in their sights. I, I don't think they'll make even make the play in this year. Uh, Dame is still good enough to will his team there. Yeah. But that's as far as I can see them getting. I, I don't see them beating Memphis Grizzlies. I don't see them beating the Nuggets. Yeah, I don't see yeah, them beating yeah. the Clippers. So it doesn't look like anything bright. He looks a little before. off this season too. The injury is really bothering him. He's yeah. missing game after game with this. Yep. Yep. The other team I wanted to talk about today is also from the Western Conference, the Utah Jazz now. Uh, when did this 
team start building right right since they got rudy gobert in 2013 mm. they mm. appointed quinn snyder the year after and then few years later they got donovan mitchell and it's pretty much been a lesser uh, run for them than the portland trail blazers you could say it started with the bubble year right where donovan yeah. mitchell and rudy gobert first got covid <clears throat> and then they went to the bubble and they played an epic seven game series against the denver nuggets just to lose in a very low scoring game against the denver nuggets uh, in the seventh game right uh, jamal murray was terrific in that series uh, that was the last time we saw him terrific donovan mitchell that was probably the beginning of his ascension uh, immediately after he got a contract extension almost 200 million worth right. rudy gobert got a contract Max, extension almost both so they both have kind of i mean the jazz have almost like kind mm-hmm. of said that these are the two players that will take us into mm-hmm. the future and not a bad bet to make they even invested 50 million worth in jordan clarkson uh, who really repaid them last season by getting the sixth man of the year he was terrific of the bench now last season <clears throat> was really great year for the clippers uh, for the jazz all the other teams went uh, fell apart due to injuries and everything they stayed there uh, got the top seed and really looked like a team that would nobody would want to face in the playoffs uh, first round they beat the memphis grizzlies pretty comfortably in five and then they met the clippers and they went 2-0 up and we all thought oh well the jazz are t- difficult to beat and then what happened the clippers just came back and beat the jazz uh, beat the jazz and the jazz just fell out in the playoffs yet again <laughs> now this is a team that is really good to watch really fun to watch really difficult to beat even uh, mike conley donovan mitchell bogdanovic yeah. royce o'neal one of the <clears throat> most underrated 3 and d guys sure. and rudy gobert sure off the bench you have ingles you have jordan clarkson you have added rudy gay you added hassan whiteside it looks like a terrific terrific unit but Unfortunately I don't see this team beating the Phoenix Suns I don't see this team beating the Warriors yeah. I don't see this team beating beating the Lakers if they make the playoffs Yeah uh, if LeBron fit I, I don't either Exactly right uh, so where do the Jazz go from here I mean they can't really be satisfied being the second Home. round playoff team right Home they get it season to come back next year what do you think <laughs> Um I do ah uh, Jazz is a tough one man because at what point do they question their coach i want to start there because okay the players have all at some point or the other outperformed they've all had inflection years rudy mm-hmm. gobert's been winning dpoys like it's for fun mm-hmm. um he's basically this this era is dwight howard like in the late 2000s mm-hmm. dwight howard something like that uh, like maybe dwight howard had a slightly better offensive game but there's not much in it so he's been doing that Donovan Mitchell's has, uh, rise has been one of the best in the league in his age yep. bracket. Uh, it's it's yep. phenomenal how how much he's evolved over the ages. And he seems like a great guy to build your championship squad around. Also, just down to earth, very humble, eager to learn, driven to compete. Yep. Uh, just a top notch character, dude. So they've got that going. This is their mm-hmm. COVID twosome, uh, <laughs> and then they built around these guys. And they built well, to be honest. They got in yep. Conley, struggled for a year, took off yep. the next. Uh, and was a big part of why they were so good until those late playoff stretches mm-hmm. then they added bogdanovic gives them amazing experience uh, they can't say the 3 and d is a 3 threat not really a d threat <laughs> but he's there he's there he gets he gets a lot of stuff done and and calm under pressure how many times has he stayed taken the last shot yep. um love that guy then they added the six man of the year pretty much last season in jordan Both. clarkson ingles <laughs> was there oh, yeah, ingles also I, i don't know there's some for some reason i can never ever bring myself to acknowledge that Ingles is an NBA player it's just something about him he just looks so casual like he belongs on a baseball field just chilling once in a while moves to catch the ball yeah but he is good so they've built a good squad now 
each player has played beyond his ability multiple times there have been inflection mm-hmm. points and yet it feels like the coach has not really brought about that synergy the thing that makes uh, a team of five players better than the sum of its parts pretty much mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. the whole should be greater than the sum of its parts i think that has not happened uh, and if that's the case then that's one of the only scenarios where i i hold the coach wholly responsible that doesn't mean he's a bad coach it just means maybe it's a bad fit the squad mm-hmm. with that coach is a bad fit now you can get them to dominate in the regular season he's getting them to the playoffs all that's great but got to get over that hump now do you believe they can get over it i don't not with the current setup you look at phoenix you look at i'll start with one example and then i'll come to the inevitable example so phoenix uh took a squad of players but when they all play together the way they are mobile the way they can switch up roles the way based on their opponent they are agile um yep. today bridges does nothing but defend the other team's best player yep. today chris paul takes over scoring uh and not really plays as the p1 playmaker or whatever mm-hmm. today booker just goes pounding to the paint and and there's a lot of inside scoring Uh, they switch up strategies so often and each time they do they have individual roles so clearly assigned uh, at least in the starting five maybe even off the bench with cam johnson and all these guys even in crowd over right. around that there that's the mark of a great coach monty williams fantastic uh, coach malone denana gets i i see a lot of those same things to get to take a michael porter junior in such a raw young form and still get value out of him in the playoffs in the regular season that's coaching brilliance then the inevitable example of the warriors mm-hmm. uh look where they were two seasons ago then ran ransacked by injuries uh steph curry was out for a season then they came back lot of random young kids uh, eric pascal this that this that blah 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 random ass squad steph plays kind of gets them a decent regular season form but this team looks like it's still in shambles they missed the playoffs by the way and then one season later they take all of these it's not you can't say they have a loaded studded squad like they did when they had kd and all of that right. it's an older draymond it's an older steph they still haven't played clay at all this yep. season they're rampaging through the league west and east right with whom they seem to have got the absolute best out of wiggins mm-hmm. that has to be a cultural thing that they've yep. found him in put him in a position where he is mentally confident where he knows his role and where he knows he can deliver i don't think mm-hmm. any team has managed to do that till now they got the best out of wiggins gp2 where was this guy it's not like he's a rookie <laughs> out of college right now now he's just romping he is one of the best players of the bench in the league yeah uh, and one of the most he's their caruso basically they found their caruso in gp2 yep. so yep. they got gp2 auto border juniors lighting teams up mm-hmm. loon is putting in a good shift yeah uh, jordan pool suddenly is the other jordan i mean mm-hmm. it, all of these guys none of these guys I, i can bet you would be playing at this level on most teams in the league true and yet they're true. playing like that here and all of them together become so much greater than uh, their individual talent summed up that's coaching yep. brilliance yep. and it's it's consistent too this is like the fourth squad such squad that they've built where they got the best out of everyone they got kd to defend man i mean come on so <laughs> that's where i say if the utah jazz have to go that one extra step maybe there's some tweaks in the squad that are uh, needed but maybe mm-hmm. just maybe it's time to ask the question is this coach the best fit for this squad that doesn't mean mm-hmm. the coach is bad that doesn't mean we're firing him cuz he's no good it's just is this the guy to get us to the promised land i i don't know but i think it's worth asking that question now having assembled a squad like this and having seen what each of them can do individually why they're not doing doing better together is the question 
that's a fair point uh, one link between the two losses they had in the last two years in the playoffs is that mike conley missed both the series a few games in the first series in the bubble and last season against the clippers he missed yeah. mm-hmm. uh, almost all the games i think except the last one uh, that is probably a problem for them because Maybe. you didn't have one of your starting five in a big game and you don't know what to do there right so probably yeah. is that is that yeah, probably, but don't you think, just write down a- to bad luck I mean, sure, but don't you think that's also a challenge where the coach needs to rise up? The mm-hmm. players need to rise up, no doubt. Here, mm-hmm. I'm by no means blaming the coach alone. But I'm saying, you've got to, these things happen all the time in the playoffs. You've got to figure of it course. out. Now, Monty Williams with the Suns, it's the first time they went that deep. It's the first time most of those players went that deep. Chris mm-hmm. Paul's been to the conference finals before, but he did a grand total of fuck all the previous time he went there. Uh, mm-hmm. With a much, much better squad, dare I say. So, with all of those guys, with Chris Paul out here, yeah, I don't remember if it was court protocols or something else, but he missed a bunch of games, conference yep. finals and finals. Yep. Um, and then they got it to work. Now, it's it's nice having Booker around. <laughs> well, Giannis missed uh, the conference finals too, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they still, they pulled through them with Middleton and, and Drew. So, although against a team that had no business being there, I think they, I mean, they lit it up way beyond their own expectations. <clears throat> but that's my point. Even the even Budenholzer have figured out how to make personal changes <laughs> and and get synergies flowing in the team. Um, so <clears throat> maybe some players didn't step up. Um, but you've got to also uh, some of this this accountability has to fall on the coach. And, and by the way, because of this Conley absence thing that you pointed out, which is interesting, somewhere the front office also has to sit up and and think. What do we do in the squad if if the opponents come with a plan for Donovan Mitchell? Because he's now good enough that every team will come with a yep. plan for him. Yep. Yep. Uh, not quite a Steph, Steph level pressure, but there's absolutely going to be a plan. There's going to be one, maybe two people. Yeah, who's... you could see that the Warriors shut him up the yeah. other day. I mean, yeah, but G- really GTA was on all. him. Yep. Uh, sorry, GP2. Uh, GP2 was on him. Uh, and they put one more player I don't remember on him all night. Right? Yep. That's yep. all that. Wiggins. Wiggins was the other guy guarding yep. Mitchell, right? And then all night, shut him down. That's a problem because the moment they do that, his shooting went to dogs. I think he was under thirty percent for the night. Yeah, he was four uh, of nineteen or something. Like <laughs> yeah, something like that. Correct, correct. So under thirty percent, and uh, and that's it. And the team goes boom because you have a big guy who's a defensive player of the whatever, but he's not exactly an offensive juggernaut. Right. Uh, Bogdanovich depends who's feeding him the ball. Um, if Conley's out, even with mm-hmm. Conley, if Donovan's shut down, their offense is shut down. It's too mm-hmm. much dependency. Um, so maybe some personal uh, switching here and there, but again, a lot on the coach. What's your plan B? Or what's your plan A? Let's start with that. You know Donovan Mitchell is going to see heat. What's your plan? What players are you going to drop? Like the Warriors, not only do they have the best um, backcourt in the league, when fully fit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they also drop the most creative players in the world to to get those backcourt players into positions to score. Yep. The Miami Heat do it all the time with the ball movement. Uh, yeah. When everyone's fit and 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 up and running, what was that thing called the Warriors? I forgot. It's called the Doors to Hell or some shit. Where they basically have a double screen, two guards, and then mm-hmm. <clears throat> Steph comes from the perimeter, runs through the gap between them, and they close the gap. So two defenders get screened, <laughs> <laughs> and it's an easy mid-range shot. Or uh, and they do all, all this video gamey bullshit all the time. Uh, the Warriors, not only and that's the level of prep it takes if you want to make it in the West. Because you're up against the greatest shooters in the league and they have the greatest play calling in the league, apparently. You've got to compete. So, is this the last season for the Jazz if they don't make the conference finals or the finals this season? You just see this team breaking apart, The probably the coach getting a fired, uh, sacked. 
and then you rebuild again. You'll have Donovan Mitchell and Gobert. I don't see them yeah, going. Yeah. But the rest of the pieces, Bogdan. Uh, I don't think they need to rebuild. Conley. I think that's drastic. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they might switch up their backup players here and there. Their core is going to be there, Mitchell and, and Gobert. They have yeah. clearly shown confidence in them and reinvested in their contracts. Uh, I think Clarkson's there to stay. I think these three are are their essential players now. Bogdan, which I see no reason why they should let him go, unless they feel they can get great greater value in return. Mm-hmm. Um, Conley, maybe that's a piece worth considering trading, depending on what you get in return. But I think I, I don't think the squad is that far off that it needs an overhaul. I just think there are tweaks and maybe a a coaching change would refresh things up a bit, give a new guy a chance. What what vision does he have for for this? Right. Uh, lineup like if, for me the in a dream world where anyone could move anywhere wouldn't the Jazz want Masai Ujiri to come and run this show like he runs <laughs> Toronto because I think he's done a great job with whatever yep. pieces he has around him um, I, that's the ambition now so I don't think an overhaul is required also I think it depends on the ambition of the of the franchise because if they like Portland uh, mm-hmm. it's not exactly the biggest city in the, in the market um, right. if they're happy making the playoffs every year, putting an entertaining product out on the court and and getting their revenues, then, then that's that. I think they're already doing that. They can continue doing this. But if either the org or one of the superstars or more mm-hmm. are impatient and have the ambition to win, like the Warriors did, a declared ambition, then I think they can still do it. It might require some tweaks. I don't think they're that far off that, that they need anything drastic. Um, and it's an interesting free agency season coming up. Most players I'd expect to sign back with their <laughs> become free agents and sign back, but there are sign and trade options to explore. So, so it'll be a fun off season. Of course, I think the Jazz are in a much, much, much better position than what yeah. the Portland Trail. Oh, for sure, are. So, for sure. So, yeah, let's see where the Jazz goes. I, I still think they're a strong team. I think they're one of the most entertaining teams to watch uh, week in, week out. Uh, but just when it comes to the playoffs, I just think they lack yeah. the flexibility and it's probably down to the coaching, like you said. Mm. I think there is just a one-dimensional team. You just go blitz the <laughs> the the court with threes and you yeah. hope most of them go in and then you defend well and you hope that it gets through. But there's just no another Rockets in-game adjustments. <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right, then. So that was the two teams that we uh, wanted to talk about, the Portland Trailblazers and the Utah Jazz. We'll come back and do a second part of this. I think I want to talk about the Clippers because they've kind of pretty much built similar to the Jazz, yeah, but yeah. didn't really get Clippers, any better. And the Boston Celtics yeah. is the other team I'm looking at. So we'll come back and do a part two of this. But that's all on today's episode. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, man. Cheers. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to check out our other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app, ivmpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on our social media. We're at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to reach out to us, and you know you do, you know you want to reach out to us and tell us that our opinions on your favorite players are trash. You want to tell us Magic Johnson is still better than Steph Curry and you don't think Steph Curry has changed the game. For all that and more, reach out to us on both Instagram and Twitter. If you love cricket, listen up. The Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast is here for you. Hosted by DJ, Varun, and me, Ashwin, we bring a fun, fresh fan's point of view to talking all things cricket. Sometimes it's just the three of us, sometimes we have guests, including current and former international cricketers. For new episodes every week, check out the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast on the IVM app, website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your five-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday 
as I explore the strange, obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcast from.